I guess I'm doing it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Dimitri backed well out of the introduction there and left me stranded like Jack in Titanic. Welcome to Yarn Spinners. I think this is going to be a collaborative effort, Thomas. Okay. This is episode 27. We're going to discuss freedom of speech. And political correctness. When it comes to comedy and your daily life. Kapow, kaping. Motherfucker. Wow. <laughs> We're also going to try and swear less, so that failed off the well, bat. 37 seconds speech. in. Freedom of speech. <laughs> uh, let's just define what does freedom of speech mean? Well, what does it mean to you? Um, to be honest with you, for me, it's the power to express one's opinion without restraint or censorship or legal penalty. So... That know, just sounds like the actual definition. Exactly. Well, I did define it. Um, <laughs> for me, it's, it's a matter of... This is one of the big pillars of modern democracy um, and, and progressive society and liberal society. It is that we can s express our views, be they distasteful to some people, yep. uh, but we can do it without any persecution. How would you define it? I think you've absolutely hit the nail on the head in that you can... But the, the only thing that I think in there is um, context. There has to be context with it. Okay. So... Freedom of speech, you know, you can say what you want without um, punishment, as long as it's contextually okay. Okay, but, and here is, here is where it gets dicey, because context is very subjective, isn't it? Yes. So how do you, how, how do people, different people would find would define context of a joke of or of someone expressing their view in very different ways. Yeah. So how how would we how would we define it? I think how would you define it? That's a very 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 um tricky one to answer really, isn't it? If you hear it in a comedy club. Yeah. There you go, there's your context. If you hear it in the pub, yeah, it's a little bit less context, but still fairly okay. If you hear it on the high street, uh, then the context is more difficult to place. Well, let's, let's hark back to a man called John Stuart Mill, who was a philosopher, mm -hmm. a 19th century philosopher. Um, he was very much pro-freedom of speech. So he said he was, he was against censorship of any kind. Right. And he said, I choose by preference the cases which are least favorable to me, in which the argument opposing freedom of opinion, both on truth and that of utility, is considered the strongest. Let the opinions impugnate by the belief of God and in a future state or any of the commonly received doctrines of morality. But I must be permitted to observe that it is not the feeling sure of a doctrine which I call an assumption of infallibility. So basically what he's saying is he would choose 
to debate subjects which are least favorable to him. Okay. In order to express his own view for or against them, probably against them. And within that, he would allow other people to debate equally against him on things that are favorable to him, even though they might actually um, completely disregard his view or disagree with him or make him feel uncomfortable. And he, he, he then writes, I denounce and reprobate this pre pretension, not the less if it is put forth on the side of my most solemn convictions. It is the undertaking to decide the, that question for others without allowing them to hear what can be said on the contrary side. So he's very much pro-debate, pro-speech. Yeah. I think you said something very interesting actually just now in um, when you said about him being comfortable or uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That is a very, very um, interesting subject in terms of freedom of speech and offence, isn't it? Yeah. Because, let's take you for example. Oh. You're Asian. Well, or, Far East. Well, we discussed so. this. You're Oriental. Sure. Right? Got offended when I said that you were Asian. Yeah. Um, you didn't. Um, but you don't speak for the the orient you don't speak for oriental people no so e e equally what, equally that i would say that you wouldn't speak for all the caucasians the german or, caucasians or, or western no. europeans no um this is very true so what would it take for you to feel uncomfortable because i think you have a slightly higher well a very much higher threshold sure and, and i think that's due to not only your intelligence, but your sense of humour. So, so what would it take for you? Because I know you have a couple of examples. Sure. Well, okay. Um, I, and I know that we've have, we have recalled this example many a times on this podcast, but um, there was an example when I was in a bar and the barman uh, came up to me and he said, um, Oh, man, where in Japan are you from? <laughs> I said, uh... Actually, from Kazakhstan. He said, no, 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 no. But seriously, though, where in Japan are you from? Are you, like, from Nagasaki or Hiroshima or Tokyo? I said, well, a place called Almaty in Kazakhstan is where I was born. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but is that, like, near Japan or in Japan? <laughs> and, I, and I just sort of, you know, I, I look Asian. Clearly, the guy has seen that, he might have travelled to Japan. Sure. And he was like, oh man, those guys are cool, I'm going to go and speak to that guy because he looks like he's from Japan. Yeah. Now, equally, I have had genuine 100% Chinese people come up to me, speak Chinese to me, <laughs> about trying to get to some place in London. <laughs> where I had to say, look, guys... Uh, you said this in fluent Chinese. Yeah, well, obviously, because, you know. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I said, guys, uh, don't, don't understand. Can, can you speak English? Yeah. And they sort of looked at me as if to say, what the fuck? Yeah. A third example. I went to a Chinese restaurant, obviously, because of my <laughs> race, um, with some friends. Yeah. And Chinese friends. Sure, only. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, 
And, um, and I said, oh, um, can I have a fork, please? And, and the Chinese waitress looked at me. Like I just said, can I shit on the table, please? <laughs> so here's three examples which could be described as racist. I think you have a fourth one, actually, as well. Is there? Is it you? Yeah. Is remember, it mostly you taking the Remember the, the other time race? that you went to a Chinese restaurant and there were some authentic Chinese people being rather loud. <laughs> and your oh, friend yeah, said, yeah. those people are so loud. Oh, yeah. And then turned to you with all sincerity and said, I, I, I didn't mean yeah, like that, yeah, true, 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 true. <laughs> there, there, there is a fifth one, actually, when oh. I was in a Chinese restaurant and I was walking. Again? Yeah, obviously. What's wrong with you? Uh, I love Chinese food. And because, uh, you know, of my race. And, uh, <laughs> Only when they're serving dog. <laughs> wow, come on. That's only, that's only on special occasions. <laughs> and so I, I was in a Chinese walking out. and I was looking at um, a table full of guys as I was walking out just because. Of course you were. Gay and Chinese. Gay, so, you know, obviously. <laughs> all Asians. And they said to me, oh, can we have the bill, please? And I said, uh, yeah, that'll be 100 quid. <laughs> I, sort of, I sort of stuck my hand out. And they were genuinely getting their wallets and cash out until <laughs> until I was like, go on. And they were like, oh, do you work here? <laughs> I said, yeah, 100 quid, cash only, please. <laughs> Um, and and you know we we all had a laugh about it. But so in that case, if I was a a social justice warrior, I would have fucking flipped off yeah. and and started going mental at them, saying, "How dare they? How yeah. dare they assume that I am Asian? How dare you assume that I work here simply because I loiter in this restaurant all the time?" Well, di different restaurants, so it's <laughs> oh, not just okay. the one. It's not just oh, the one. Right, okay. So, you know... Maybe it, you shouldn't walk through Chinatown. Then Chinese people wouldn't ask you directions in their native tongue. Oh, no, this is Oxford Street, mate. So... Oh, okay. Yeah. Just there's, assumed. There, there's a lot of them. Well, I should say a lot of us. <laughs> so... No, but, you know, so 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 here we are in, in, a situ in five different situations where... Oh, that, that's dreadful in itself that you have five... But, you know, at the same time, it's, they are funny. No, but that's the thing. They're only dreadful if I felt in any way abused, defamed, or in danger. Yeah. So if someone came up to me and said, uh, I'm going to stab you because you're Chinese, that's not funny. So I probably would feel like that is a hate crime. But if someone asked me for the bill and I, and I asked them for a hundred quid and they nearly give it to me, that's funny. <laughs> well, I think then the hate crime is reversed because you've pretended to be Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> well, equally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you've committed a hate crime by... And I was racist towards the other Chinese people sitting at the table next to us who were loud. <laughs> yeah. By saying, yeah, I agree with you. They are loud. <laughs> so you know, it it is it is a never-ending loop of racism. And this is. It, have you ever genuinely been a victim of racism? Because I, I I've been a victim of racism. Yeah, of course, of course. But you sort of, as a child. You, well, okay. First of all, I grew up in a very nice um, part of Oxfordshire. Of course you did. Listen to how you speak. 
exactly, hello. And <laughs> I can't say that I grew up without any racism, but the oh, sure. the localized individual cases of racism actually made me a develop a sense of humor yeah b fight racism with intelligence and sense of humor and c made me a probably a stronger person as a result okay is it but but you see it depends on your disposition as a character right i chose to take the path of turning something negative into something positive yeah some people are a bit more sensitive to it so I can imagine that if you went to China and everyone started, and this has happened to a friend of mine actually, who is quite tall, quite blonde, an attractive girl. She went to China and people wanted to take pictures next to her. Right. Apparently that's a normal thing in China. You just take pictures next to white people. Now, do they do that because um, they do it to everyone? No, they do that because you're white. So in a way, yeah. that is also racial profiling. How well, are people? Good. Do they do they never see white people? Well, I think a lot of the time, uh, a lot of people in China come from smaller villages where they wouldn't necessarily see them live, right? As in, in you know, IRL in real life. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So context, I think, is a huge issue. I think we spoke about it last time, where. There are different ways to make it right, to make something, to say the same thing and it be either racist or not. But context yeah. is so subjective that it really depends on how the person accepts it sure. or receives it within so themselves. Do you think um, with freedom of speech and with uh, hate crimes and all this that and the other, do you think that there is, and political credit, do you think there is one safe haven in comedy where you can get away with, not necessarily racism, because I think we all remember the infamous example of, um, what's his name from, I think it was Seinfeld, one of the stand-up stand -up comedian from Seinfeld, and uh, he got heckled by an African-American. I said, throw his ass out, he's a n-word he just screamed the n-word over and over again on stage do you remember this no um i believe the rapper wale made a song about it um, really yeah yeah it was it was pretty so this must have been like 80s 90s no, no, no i think it was even 90s or early 2000s um and he came on to by video link, he came on to a um, a um, chat show and basically apologised and said... Just put, put it in your computer, mate. We'll, we'll edit this bit out. Probably not. But yeah, go um, on. He came on to um, a chat show. I think it was Jerry... I'm sure Seinfeld might have been on, on the chat show and he said, you know, um, you know I'm really sorry and... I didn't mean it. I was just upset. I got heckled. I didn't know how to react and stuff. Surely not Jerry Seinfeld, just because Jerry Seinfeld was always very clean. He's yeah, no, no, no it wasn't. The guy it wasn't not very controversial. He's an actor from Seinfeld. Right, right, right. Okay. He was on the show and he was doing his own stand-up. Right. 
Um, I'm just trying to find out who it was now. But whilst I'm doing that, what I was going to ask you was, do you think that comedy is the last safe haven for... Um, Freedom of speech. Yeah. I think it should be. I think given the history of comedy in that it takes... The reason why things are funny is because they're relatable, right? So if you take something that is true and if you take something that is relatable... So a, a lot of people laughed at things... Uh, well, okay, I'll give you an example. Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes said that, you know, that the, there's a lot of exciting things that have happened this year, uh, a lot of changes, but no one changed more than uh, Bruce Jenner. <laughs> and uh, you know, everyone laughed and said, yeah, you know, what a year she's had. Um, transitioned, obviously. Didn't do that much for women drivers. <laughs> Because infamously, Caitlyn Jenner killed a person. Let's not forget that. She killed someone, caused someone to die in a traffic accident, and then got completely away with it. Anyway, um, and he, so, got, he got done for being transphobic. Yeah. Now, if you're intelligent enough, you wouldn't actually listen to the word of Caitlyn Jenner, women driver, and think, ooh, you're being transphobic. Yeah. He's making fun of stereotypes. Yes. Absolutely. That Bruce Jenner became Caitlyn Jenner and because of that her driving skills got worse. If anything, he's fully accepting of the fact exactly. that she now identifies as a woman. Exactly. This is the thing. So what he's saying is actually no, I've accepted that she's a woman. Yeah, she and because a woman, she's a woman, she adheres to these stereotypes. Yeah, she's doing nothing for uh women drivers. Brilliant. Shit shit driver. Brilliant joke. You would have thought, as a man, you'd now be a great... Yeah, it's, it's a classic, great joke. Can't reverse out, so... <laughs> um, so, by the way, the guy was... Um, he played Kramer. Ah, yes, yes, uh, Michael yes, yes. Richards. The dude with the crazy hair. Yeah, and so what he said was... So, just from an article that I'm reading now, yeah. um, from that reputable um, source... Um, it says, uh, Richards, 50, who's 57 at the time, took exception when some black audience members, that's racist, um, it's not, talked during his act at Los Angeles Comedy Club on Friday. In the recording, Richards says from the stage, and this is, this isn't me saying it, I'm just, you know, don't take it out of context, this is... Just, just don't say it. Just say N-word. No, no, it's no, I'm not going to say the N-word, you dipshit. Um... <laughs> Oh, sorry, you're Oriental. I should have said dim shit, shouldn't, shouldn't I? Like, you know, like dim sum. Sorry. Um, Ooh, don't know about that. So, 50 years ago, we'd have had you upside down with a fucking fork up your ass. And then he says, throw his ass out. He's an N-word. He's an N-word. He's an N-word. A N-word. Look, there's an N-word. How many times do you want to say it? Yeah. See, that's not funny. That's not funny. Which that's is, not how you deal with a heckler. No, but but that's but that is exactly why. With, with comedy, because it has to be relatable. Things like that, you're not really making a commentary. So what what Gervais was doing is making a commentary on not only about the transition period, uh, transition process of becoming a woman from a man. Yeah. He was also talking about the stereotypes of women. Yes. And like we said, by 
bringing Caitlyn Jenner to the same kind of stereotype, he was accepting that she's a woman now. Yes. With That's what... something that I think so many people missed. Oh, absolutely. Well, because they're idiots. But yeah. what Kramer said is just plain rude. It's hate cry. It's hate speech. That that is hate speech. It literally. He reminded the the gentleman um, that people used to treat African Americans slightly differently. <laughs> Only slightly, though. And um, repeatedly called him what white people referred to. Um, Black people. Yeah, black people. And it, in a derogatory manner. In an exceptionally derogatory manner. Now, Chris, Chris Rock, in Bring the Pain in 1996, and uh, you, you can YouTube it, uh, and he says, uh, a lot of things have happened in the world, but you know, there's a difference between black people and N-words. Right. They say, so a black person comes in, and he, uh, you know, he 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 has a job. He looks after his kids. That's a black person. That's a you know that's a black person. Yep. The N word would run away from his son. He would gangbang. He would sell coke. He would sell crack. That's the difference. Right. Be black people. Don't be N words. Okay. So again, what he's saying is actually using the same kind of word. Bearing in mind, yes, okay, he is black, so it's more culturally acceptable for him to say it. Sure. But he's also making a direct distinction between what people's prejudice would call someone or would distinguish someone who's black between someone who's black person and someone who's an N-word, right? Sure. Now, that's funny in that sense. It is funny. What Kramer said was just fucking weird. Yeah. Let me ask, though, that joke. Yes. So let's say that there's... Um, I, mean, I would imagine that there were white people at the show. Yes. Um, because it's a comedy show and the guy's funny. If, if one of those people goes to work the next day and says, oh, Chris Rock, he says this, uh, this bit. And so in front of his work colleagues, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, whatever, he then recites the joke. Yeah. Including the N-word. Yeah. Is that racist? Mm. It's not culturally acceptable, though. Didn't ask if it was culturally acceptable. Was no, it racist? but racism comes from cultural differences and cultural unacceptability. So, but same it's, as it's but, not but, but, culturally acceptable for someone to call me whatever derogatory word for Asian people there is. The ones that I constantly call you. you you'd know them. Fair. You'd know them. So, <laughs> um, but you know, it's 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 politeness. It's it is to some extent political correctness. Right. It's social correctness. It's cultural correctness. Um, but it is a joke. Uh, and, and yeah. Let, let's say it's me and I went to it and I came to work the next day and um, I got my black friend, my white friend, my Asian friend and um, I told them the joke. But it, I, I just, I'm not sure if that should be considered racist. Perhaps inappropriate... But I don't think it should count as racism. I don't think that. Would count I d as okay, hate okay, okay. That's that's fair enough. I think it won't count as racist. I think it will count as inappropriate. But socially unacceptable. Put it that way. Well, because you're white, and sure. people, black people, were oppressed. But surely by that's you. racist. Then that I can't. He's just said a joke that I'm. 
not allowed to say. Well, equally that black people can't go around saying honkies. They do, freely. Yeah, but... Even at the comedy shows, they say it. Yeah, but same at... Well... Yeah, I, I, it's... Go and watch Eddie Murphy, mate. Go and watch Raw. Says yeah, okay, it multiple that, times. that's in the 80s. Doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Well, we're talking about free speech, and they live in a forward-thinking country where free speech has been part of it since day one, really. That's an interesting point, though. I do agree with you, though. Why, why... Uh, personally, I think it shouldn't be allowed both ways. Discrimination you know, is, is not good for anyone but I, I th- against anyone. I think sometimes, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I think it's funny. Like, for example, um, there's a South Park episode that we both enjoy um, where they frequently use the N-word um, and... It's the white people saying it, and obviously, you know, the, the the voice actors are both white, and they freely say the word multiple times. Even if you take away the socio-political aspect of the the show, mm. it's still funny because it's dangerous. Yeah, and it's edgy. It's risque, absolutely. It's very risque, but it's still funny. No, uh, see, I agree with you. So, how, but what I think is. Because of the context, and this is the really important thing. Yeah. Because we'll come on... I think we should talk about the Scottish guy in a minute. Yeah. The context of the joke is brilliant. But if you were to remove the context of the joke, then it's just downright racist. Yeah. But then I I can't see Ricky Gervais going to Apollo... And dropping that same joke that Chris Rock gave. No. And I can't see it going down well. Now, is that because of um, social and cultural acceptance? but, but, But that's it, isn't it? I think if you're from that culture, then you should be able to mock your culture freely and, and make the joke. And in doing so, you should then... You know, I, I should be able to, contextually, be able to uh, repeat that joke to people. I, I should. I, I wouldn't because of the, the, the social um, lines and barriers about it. But, but if Ricky Gervais were to have written that joke originally... For a, for a black comedian? No, for himself. Right, okay. So if he would have written that joke and then, and then made the distinction... That would probably have been considered racist, and he would that would that would be highly taken out of context straight away. Probably have his mic cut. I, d- I don't think it would have been considered racist. Well, actually, nowadays it would, but I think it would be more considered inappropriate than racist. Yeah, I think it'll be more that you know, especially somewhere like America, where it's such a polarizing issue. Yeah, because it, of their yeah, it's. it's uh... Always in the spotlight, isn't it? I'm pretty sure if if he did it in the UK, it might not... Well, no, it would be. It's not really said that often in the UK. No. In fact, not at all, actually. No, not really. It. Okay, if... if Richard Gervaisov said it in Russia, <laughs> everyone would love it. Really? 
because there isn't that history of oppression there. Right. In fact, there are a lot of what would be considered racist jokes in Russian comedies. Things like um, blackface, things like Asian face, since, you know, what? It's just, just masking tape, mate. Tape. <laughs> uh, um, but the, so does that make does does that make Russian comedy more progressive? Because well, nothing <laughs> is off bounds. Mm, hey, I'm white, but I, I've seen something. No, but they they, they but, do but, they do have other restrictions. But cop, but I, I quite like this. Is quite an interesting topic because comedy is mocking of everyday life. Yeah. The way I see it, I yeah. see comedy as the mocking of everyday life and, sure. and commenting on all the little things that people may miss and, and writing those down. And if you notice something about a culture that isn't yours, yeah. I think you should be duty-bound to tell the joke. But that's why, that's why stereotypes are funny. Stereotypes are hilarious. Because you're I pointing... I can see that you're not paying attention right now because you're just constantly typing boobs into a calculator just because you're Asian. Wow. Uh, <laughs> but, the, but stereotypes are funny because you're taking something that is not necessarily part of your culture or your gender culture or whatever right. and applying it to everyday life that everyone, when they think about it, can be like, oh, yeah, that's true. And I think that's what comedy is. Yeah. I think comedy is, is pointing... At things yeah. and bringing them to light and all forward. The, all the little nuances. And exactly. It's, it's yeah. nuance. And, and comedy is all about nuance. It's that you point at something and you shed light at something that other people might not even notice. But when they think about it in the context of a joke, they'll be yeah. like, oh shit, that is true. That is true. Asian yeah. people are bad drivers. <laughs> but really good at maths. Well, there aren't any in the F1 circuit, so... What does that say? <laughs> I can say that I'm Asian, so. <laughs> but so let's talk about um, because we we need to talk we need to talk about um, people who get punished. Yes, we do. With, um, yeah, we do. So why don't you tell us the example that we've dug up? Well, this is um, an example of um, uh, John Stuart Mill again. He was a British philosopher, and he. Uh, is that the one you're talking about? No. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Uh, so this is a, an example from um, a Scottish comedian. And he, he was convicted of hate speech because he taught his dog to throw a Hitler salute, a Nazi salute, when he said, uh, Heil Hitler yeah. and gas the Jews. Yeah. Or guess the J words. Well, you've said Jews now. Well, sure. Um, <laughs> so, I'll, I'll read what they said. Um, so, the judge, the prosecution has stated that the context of the joke is actually not, is irrelevant in this case. Uh, the context of the joke was irrelevant and that actually... He should be prosecuted based on the fact that he said guess, gas the J-words. <laughs> Essentially, what, what he said is what we've agreed, that context is a major, major issue 
in comedy and people just do not understand comedy. Now, either the general level of intelligence has dropped and people can't understand nuance and yeah. context or or people get offended on behalf of other people. Yeah. We've talked about that before, haven't we? Yeah. So is is it the right thing? Should you be policing people saying, gas the Jews? You probably should if it's shouted by an EDL bloke who actually wants to gas the Jews. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you probably should. But this is but. where you have to make a distinction because not every speech is hate speech. Just because I feel uncomfortable with people saying that Chinese people are good at maths doesn't mean that no one should be able to say it. Yeah. I'm not Chinese. <laughs> that that distinction should be made. Um, well, what's the what's a Kazakh stereotype? We all just live in yurts and ride horses. Uh, well, and wear uh, Borat thongs. And Borat thongs, apparently. And are all corrupt. Well, that's probably true. But uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it it's 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 this this case is really dangerous because it. It genuinely refuses to accept context as uh, and to place that joke within a context in order to understand the meaning behind what was said. Yeah. So that whole thing is dangerous because law is created by precedent. So now mm -hmm. that that precedent has been set, if you go onto the fringe... And someone makes a joke about women drivers, then they can be done for hate speech. And go to prison. Yeah, because context doesn't matter in Scotland. Yeah. Context doesn't matter anymore. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that we live in a world where I may say to you, "Oh, did you hear what ISIS were saying about death to the West?" Someone cuts that three-second statement of death to the West, yeah. puts it online, and I can be convicted under terror charges. It's an extremely worrying scenario. It just um, baffles me. It's like, it's like the, the snippet said, um, willfully um, not acknowledging or understanding the context. Uh, uh, and... And that, that worries me because obviously, you know, this judge is a clever, clever person. He's been to university and mm. you'd hope presided over a few court cases, etc., etc. Probably, probably said a few naughty jokes with a, a you know, a nice, a nice glass of uh, aged Scotch whiskey with his other judge friends. But this is, I think, where it's an issue. It drives people who actually believe in killing people because of their religion, their colour, their whatever, it drives that conversation underground. Yeah. And then it lets it fester and, and mature and develop into, into a movement. Yeah. It's worrying. But what do you do? How do you protect it? How do you protect freedom of speech? I'm not sure you can, to be honest. I think it has to be... Uh, because there'll always be someone that is offended. Yeah. But what do you do for that person? Do you just, you know, if they want 
to use Twitter or Facebook, do you do you give them cotton wool version of Facebook? Do you wrap it all up in cotton wool and it filters out all the horrible words? Well, I actually think yes. I actually think that person should say... But then I, they don't I, live in reality. But that's fine. That's, that's their issue. Uh, I, I don't know, because I think, I think no exposure to... It's a bit extreme, but real life is not fluffy and, and kind. And people say horrible things. And it's their right to say horrible things, as long as the, you know, no one gets hurt. But, you know, if someone wants to call you a cunt, they can call you a cunt. And I know we're not supposed to be swearing, but I'm going to use that as a, you know, a, an example. I don't think that mollycoddling and sheltering people away... Is the answer. Is the answer, because then what, what, what do you mm. do? What, you, you're going to walk through town and you're going to have someone who holds earmuffs over someone's ears? Or they're saying something horrible, quick, pop these on him. Well, yeah, I think you're right, but YouTube is a service, and if you don't like what that service produces, and you have the ability to filter it, you should be able to. Right. Um, I agree with you, though. It's a bit like if you don't allow your child to play in dirt, he will never develop an immune system yeah. which is strong enough to combat disease in the future yeah so if so rather than because i know people can go to sensitivity training can't yeah, they yeah yeah so maybe people should go to insensitivity training where people just shout at you for like 25 hours just in the face calling you every name under the sun well equally right if you're an atheist and if you're a very emotional atheist People that preach God on the street are, are committing a hate crime. Yeah. Because they are willfully disregarding your view that you don't believe in God. So how does that affect, you know, it's... I think for, for, for services such as YouTube, maybe there can be filters applied. Mm. And that can be their safe space. But for, for real life, you're right. You can't get away from it. You can't get away from... As much as we want there to be no sexism, sexism exists. Yeah. And as much as people want to just wave a wand and it disappears, it's not going to happen. Has it got better in the last hundred years? Massively got better. Of course. But it's not going to get solved immediately. With something like hate speech... And we're not talking about hate speech sometimes, are we? Sometimes we're, we're saying things that are, you know, we're, we're off air we were discussing things about being accidentally racist. Yeah. So the examples that I gave you, they could be, <laughs> they can be misdiagnosed as being racist. But actually, if, you know, if, um, if someone came up to me and, said, and started talking Chinese, do I shout racism straight away? <laughs> Yeah. And that would be a real interesting point. If I went to the police station in London, where it happened, and I said, right, guys, I, wanna, I, I want to uh, complain, make a complaint, a racist complaint. And they're like, oh, yeah. shit, okay. Um, so a white person called you racist? No. Uh, called you a, a derogatory racial name? No, no, no. A, a black person called you? No, 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 no. So, so what happened? Well, a Chinese person came up to me and started speaking to me. 
Right, go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm not Chinese, right? What I, are you then? <laughs> I, I think it's racist. Okay. But you look... <laughs> yeah, what, what do I look? I, I look what? Well, no, I'm just saying that... Because uh, people... according to the barman down the road, Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's that kind of thing. Do, do, you, uh, do you police them constantly to say that, well, sorry, you can't say that. It's just not going to happen. It's a real world. It, this, this shit happens. People can yeah. be accidentally derogatory to people without really knowing it. Say, yeah. But then it gets taken to the extreme saying something, you know, I, w- I was told recently, I was saying, oh yeah, but you know, as a rule of thumb, and someone who's a girl said to me, do you know why they call it a rule of thumb? I said, yeah, I know, because of um, the rule of thumb was the thickness of the stick that you could beat your wife with. Right. I said, right, so why do you feel comfortable using that phrase? So well, because it's a phrase. <laughs> we no longer measure a stick yeah. to beat our wife with, with a thumb. Yeah. But it, it's, it's the, been the adopted. The context of the phrase has changed. Exactly. And we've adopted it to our language to mean, well, on average. So say on average. Well, no, but that's like saying... Well, it's like saying, mind your P's and Q's when you're supposed to have manners. It's not because you're walking around with pints and quarts. Sure. Well, it's what, it's what they used to say in pubs, isn't it? when people used to drink pints and quarts. Mind your P's and Q's, drink up. Now you say it as a, uh, watch your manners. But, but my point is that people seek issues where actually... There are none. There don't have to be any. Yeah. You know, um, she might be telling some person who said it without knowing where that term come from. And they would have gone... Right, okay. Well, I don't beat my wife with a stick, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what your problem is. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's sexist. In, in, the language is intrinsically sexist. It's like, yeah, you can't spell woman without man. <laughs> can't spell lady without lad. <laughs> so I don't, understand, I, just, I don't understand what your point is. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it, this brings me to, to, uh, to another example of where speech was suppressed and this is uh, this is an interesting one so a democratic senator in california um has said that we are using the phrases they and replacing other designations so that it's a gender neutral designation of they basically that's the primary reforms and revisions of the committee rules so any meeting by that committee where she heads sorry they head they 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 can't use she and he gender pronouns what about it well that's just rude in all sense (laughs) it's not it's not sexist though is it but the most ironic thing why couldn't i say something like look at it sat up there (laughs) the most ironic presiding over their meeting look at it all right the most ironic thing is that during the senate hearing this woman said uh, she failed to adhere to the newly imposed rules, which she set when she <laughs> referred to her elementary school grammar teacher as her. <laughs> Don't set precedents if you can't keep to them. Well, clearly, it's... I'm not saying that 
Oh, it's just, I don't even know what I'm saying. It's it's a it's a stupid rule to set. Oh, so if, <laughs> of course it is. If, so, if someone if someone identifies as a woman, we can't call her a she. Nope, gotta call they because it's gotta be gender neutral. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you serious? Yes, yeah. I am. Because you know, if my teacher was here, she would be rolling in her grave. You just said she. <laughs> oh, yeah, true, true. Well, we'll we'll look over that. We'll look but over that. Different, different, different times back then. So. I'm referring to she in the past, not they in the future. It's just, it's mental when people, like, and this is, this is my issue. Previously, suppression of freedom of speech was designated to the far left and the far right. So in communist Russia, which was considered far left, you couldn't, you couldn't speak freely. Yeah. In Nazi Germany, which is very far right, you couldn't speak... <laughs> You could you couldn't speak freely either. So since when did we as well, you, you a progressive could if nation? You were a high high ranking Nazi. Well, no, you couldn't. Well, you I'm could. pretty sure Hitler could say what the fuck he wanted. Yeah, but Hitler was at the top. Well, he high could ranking say, he could Nazi. Say whatever. Yeah, but you mean the highest? High ranking Nazi. Done. Next. The highest ranking Nazi. Yeah? <laughs> I'm not sure Goebbels would be saying, "Oh, you know, that Hitler. He's a bit of a wanker." <laughs> Hitler could say that, though. Yeah, Hitler could say that, sure. So He'll be referring to himself. So. Th- therefore, not wrong, high-level Nazi, say what the fuck he wants. Highest level of Nazi, let's move on. <laughs> um, but this is, this is the issue, is that since when did we as a progressive society, the most educated society in the history of societies, given the number of people that go to university and get educated, yep. we're the most literate society ever to exist... Yeah. And yet we cannot distinguish between context and we set rules such as you can't say he or she in this meeting, you have to say they. And then they fight over it and they also break their own rules. Yeah. When the fuck did this happen? I think if I went to a meeting and say, oh, well, uh, welcome everyone, um, uh, sit down. New rule today um, and, and going forwards. No, no, uh, no um, gender-specific pronouns. What would, what, what do you mean? Well, you know, no she, no he, no miss, no, no missus. Right. I'm going to leave. I, I, I think I would just leave because well, it, it, it would do my head in. I, I would forget, and I'd say, "Look at her over there taking all the brownies." Oh, or, she's or, fat. I get it. You know, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's like, okay, so we had a meeting on Friday with the whole office. And, uh, you know, the meeting admin comes in. Can you please take your phones off? Yeah, 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 fair enough, fair enough. Um, can you please not talk during someone else talking? Yeah, that's, that's fair. Can you please not say he or she? You what, mate? <laughs> well, when we're referring to, to someone, can you please not use he or she? So, just use they. Right, okay. So if I say they are cunts, how would you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> Where do you draw the line? Should well, you do gen- gender non-specific toilets? Yes. Yeah, so, well, they, they, they have them. And offer women the chance to um, piss in a urinal? Well, it, it, there's a school or university in London. A friend of mine sent me a, a picture, a WhatsApp picture. Of the toilets? Of the toilet, weird. which is... 
of, of the label, which is a gender, and it says gender neutral toilet. Well, what the fuck is one of those? So, excuse my French, dear listener, but... So basically you just, doesn't matter, you just go in. So I, I can just walk in, someone can just see my cock. What if all the stools are taken in the men's and I'm desperate and I, I go into the, the gender neutral? Well, but I don't want someone to see my penis. Well, do you just walk around the toilet with your penis out? Always. So, don't. Don't you? That's weird. As soon as I'm into the, the bathroom, trousers are down by my ankles. Just flops out. And, and I'm looking for the, the nearest urinal. You just let Sometimes it out. Sometimes I share with strangers. Just let the maggot out. <laughs> well, first of all, there wouldn't be any urinals. They'd all be stalls. That's racist. The thing away. is, I can Well, how is that racist? Well, white man, I'm a race. Next. Right, okay. I meant, I meant sexist. <laughs> Just go with it, right? So, so well, I actually don't. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I actually don't like pissing into a urinal. Why? Uh, it gets everywhere because oh, you like to sit down, we. It gets everywhere, mate. Plus, yeah, I'm a, I'm a sitter downer, yeah? <laughs> cleaner. Yeah? What do you mean it goes everywhere? No, but it what does. Are you doing? It does. It does. You're pissing uh, on the wrong bit. Yes, I try and get to the next one. <laughs> try and stand. Stand at one and piss into the neighbouring one. Are you using the big ones? Because you're quite short. Maybe you should use the children's ones. That's probably true. But then they're too low, so then my shoes get ruined. So just carry on with your sit-down weeds. It's fine. Exactly. But, again, Russia have had those in every public place forever. The thing that I think they, they are not... People who use them, right. Guys can use um, stalls. That's not an issue. Imagine if a girl was sitting next to you, gently, trying to not poo loudly, and then a guy comes in, I, I just let it rip, to be honest with you. I, am, I don't mind this. I don't mind it, because it's natural. most men do. It just Whoa. drops like Nagasaki, and then it's, <laughs> it makes a fucking huge splash and sounds. Well, if but, anything, it, you know if you're sat next to me, because I will laugh after. Exactly. But imagine a girl who has to hear that shit. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure they're, they're not all clamouring to get those. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let, let's be really socially, politically correct. Yeah. And, I want to uh, sit next to the diarrhoea man. I, I just want to. Oh, yeah. So maybe. So then their point will be, well, maybe men should be more careful when they take a shit. No, yeah. mate. That's my private time. I will <laughs> shit however I want. Oh, God. Ah, but it's true, you know. I, I can't imagine that my girlfriend would love to sit next to me while I take a poo. <laughs> holding hands. Just holding through hands. Through the glory yeah, hole. Through, through the, yeah, through the hole. <laughs> um, here's, here's another example of where comedians were kicked off stage. Okay. For saying a joke. So... The American Asian Alliance, Asian American Alliance, sorry, um, has invited a uh, a comedian. So basically, math club. Sh well, <laughs> no, accountants. <laughs> sorry, yeah. yeah, maths. Not it. No, 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 uh, no driving instructors. It. No, 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 no. <laughs> so a, a comedian called Nimesh Patel, who was an uh, he was a writer for SNL. Um, and he, he, he performed this joke. So he said, 
He lives in, in an area of New York which is very diverse, populated by, among others, gay black men who are not shy about telling him that they don't approve of what he's wearing. So he tries to learn things from everyone, tries to learn things from everyone, and one day he realizes, oh, this is how you know being gay can't be a choice. No one would choose to be gay if they're already black. Let's stop there. What does that say to you? Because he goes on to actually explain the joke. Well, I mean, it says a few things about a few stereotypes, I guess. I mean, the whole thing is talking about racial prejudice, isn't it? Exactly. So then he goes on to say, no one is doubling down on hardship. Then I say, no black dude wakes up and thinks that being a black man in America is too easy. I'm going to put on a Madonna halter top and some Jordans and make an Indian dude real feel, uh, feel real uncomfortable. So what, he's, <laughs> so what he's saying is, no black person thinks, I have it too easy as a black guy in America. Yeah, it's too easy. I'm, I'm no one gonna, gives me hard enough time. Yeah, I'm going I'm to become a gay guy as well. Yeah. A gay black guy. It's a clever joke. Just to double down on the prejudice. Just to really make my life easy. Ah, oh, you know. I, I passed level one, beat the boss. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Might get AIDS. Oh, that's... Talking of AIDS. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you know, uh, so my biology teacher in my school... Uh, not personally, no. He, you uh, clearly do a little bit too personally. He... Do you Gave know, you AIDS? Guess, guess what he described... Your penis. Or guess what he translated the um, acronym AIDS as? Asians in disguise. Where's the S? Disguises. No. Go on. Ainley injected death sentence. <laughs> Brilliant. Funny, right? Very. I prefer Asians in disguises, but yeah, that's not the same though. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll veer off the topic slightly, but um, that's mental. He was kicked off stage twenty minutes into his act after that joke, when the Asian Alliance, Asian American Alliance, said that they don't approve of his joke and they think it's racist. They think it's racist. Is it racist because he talks about a black guy scaring yes. an Indian guy? Yes, yes. Because and there was no Asian guy involved. Well, <laughs> exclusionist. Yeah. No, but the reason why they think it's racist is because he mentioned a black guy. Yeah, yeah. They don't think it's homophobic, interestingly. Yeah. <sighs> when, when, it, when it's actually, when you hear that joke, it's the same joke as what Ricky Gervais said about Caitlyn Jenner being a bad driver. Yeah. It's exactly the same joke. It's he's not mocking black no. people. No, well, he's he's acknowledging the struggle exactly that the African American community have to deal with on a daily basis. Um, it's not terribly hard to be a white person in America, um, and the joke wouldn't have worked as well. Whereas, you know, the joke is highlighting social um, factors, isn't it? It's a clever, thoughtful joke, and it's, it has deep-lying issues it's also that are a actually joke. not funny. It's also a joke that highlights the plight of not only the black person, but the gay person as well. 
of course. So he's acknowledging the fact that it's difficult for those people to live in society. So no one would choose to be gay and to be black. Yeah. I mean, that, you, can't, you can't choose to be black. Well, but. you say that. <laughs> Have you seen... Oh, hang on. What do you think about this? Uh, is this going to be someone that identifies as a black person? Oh, yes. But in a very hilarious way. So, and this is why. Um, I'm going to show you a picture. This is really good for a podcast. Uh, no, no, no. So I'm going to describe the picture as well. Or you can describe it. Okay. What the fuck am I looking at? So that's her actually on the right before she injected colour into her skin. And that's her on the left now. Oh, my word. So it's basically... I don't even have the words. Yes, exactly. So what, what, what I showed um, Tom is a picture of Martina Big, as she's known in Germany. <laughs> she's a model and actress. Uh, called Martina Big because yep. her breasts are enormous. Well, she's an actress and a model known for her body modifications. She was born, born as Martina Adam, uh, and she has taken the most the crown for the most offensive blackface portrayal in modern history. She gained media attention when she made headlines last year for wanting to become a black woman. She used melanin injections to literally turn her skin black. She was a pale blonde flight attendant. So, she now identifies as a black person. Has she changed her name? <laughs> I just didn't know if she changed it to like, I don't know. She then Chantel. went on to Maury. Oh, that's kind of racist. <laughs> she then went on to Maury, which is uh, like a morning talk show, like um, yeah. Jeremy, what's Maury his face? Povich. Yeah. Uh, and she has a boyfriend. Oh. And she, who is white. And because of her blackness, in quote marks, mm -hmm. she says that um, they'll, they'll have a black baby. Right. I don't think she knows how that works. Does she, it, does she know that not all jeans are ones that you wear? <laughs> Very good joke. Thank Very you. good joke. So, yeah, so this woman was a probably... Nazi dream of a white blonde a Nazi's wet dream white blonde girl who absolutely became their worst dream by turning her skin black yeah is it any different to what Michael Jackson did apart from she hasn't touched kids yet no but it's ignorant <laughs> you, you don't understand you're being ignorant it's because um, it, South Park joke yeah sure uh, Michael Jackson apparently had a disease Okay, what disease was that? Touching kids. <laughs> oh, damn! <laughs> Just coming back briefly to freedom of speech, right? I think my issue with it is how do you define hate? So people that propagate hate speech laws, who defines and how do you define hate? Who defines it? It's really difficult. Because it's so subjective, something that you and I might find funny, someone else will find... Deeply offensive. Well, even slightly offensive. Say we're in, a, in an office and we make a joke about Michael Jackson touching kids. 
So the same joke. What was Michael Jackson's problem? Well, he had a disease. What was that touching kids? The joke I'm is, laughing at my own joke. The joke is clever because we all know what we mean, which is he went from black to white. Yeah. But the underlying notion is that he also touched kids. Well, allegedly. Well, not so much anymore, is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so some people might get offended by that. And they, and they might think that we're being racist Pedophile-hobic? Pedophobic. It's, it's, it's exceptionally difficult to... I think it's a difficult task for any one person to say, where should we draw the line? Where's the line in the sand? Um, the thing that pisses me off is that... <clears throat> So things like, um, I don't, don't know if you've read, um, the BBC has said that Diane Abbott received racist abuse. Right. Or received oh, you abuse. Went on, you went on quite the Twitter escapade with this, didn't sure, you? Sure, 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 sure. So to give you this, the, the story, Diane Abbott, who's a black uh, member of parliament, um, one of the very first few black women, I think she's one of three from the 80s that was right. black and a woman who is a, is a member of parliament, a professional politician. She went on a show called Question Time in the UK, which is um, a political uh, show where the members of the public can ask questions of the politicians. A brilliant democratic um, TV show. Mm-hmm. And Dan Abbott was laughed at because she's incompetent. Um, and people have said that it's racially motivated. Well, I, I agree with you that it's not. Now, they're also neglecting the fact that there's been plenty of non-white participants at Question Time mm-hmm. who have not received the same abuse, allegedly. Right. Uh, allegedly to the abuse, not received it. Yeah, yeah. So... When I said that, I said, well, yeah, but plenty of non-white people have been on question time and haven't received that kind of abuse. And someone, one of my colleagues said, oh, yeah, that's because she's a woman. I said, oh, right. So is it a race thing or is it a woman thing? Because you can't, you can't suddenly switch. And she kind of smiled, acknowledging the fact of what she said and the fact that now she contradicted herself. Yeah. But this thing of crying racism every time that someone is mean to you. I hate all races equally as much as I love all (laughs) races equally. Yeah. If you're a dick or if you're incompetent, I don't hate you because you're black or you're white or you're Asian. I, I dislike you because you're incompetent or you're stupid or you've done something bad. Yeah. If Michael Jackson touches kids, whether he's black or, or white, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. (laughs) <laughs> See what he did there. Oh, very clever. Um, he should, you know, he, he's definitely in the wrong. Of course. You know, so it's like. Well, if anything, this isn't a race. He should be issue. jumping up and down, pleased. Well, he's dead now, but you know, allegedly, he should be pleased. You know, it's that's that's a landmark case, isn't it, for the African American community that he's being treated just as unfairly as a white paedophile would be. Well, 
some people say that the um, persecution of um, what's that black comedian's name? Um, that, there are so few of them. That was uh, raping women. Um, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Yeah. Black people are saying that persecution of Bill Cosby is fueled by racism. No, 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 no. No, it's because he fucked women whilst they were unconscious because of his yes. drug abuse. Because to he them. roofied them. That's, race has nothing to do with it. No. Whether Bill Clinton or whether Bill... Well, he got away with it. But whether... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no one's saying uh, he, he raped them and it was worse because he's black and therefore must have a big penis. That's... But no one's saying that. The crime is terrible because he's raped someone, not because he's what black. What does the penis have to come along? No, but I'm saying that's, that, that would make it racist then, wouldn't it? They'd just say that he's black, he raped women, but he's black, therefore he should get a harsher sentence, I would get. <laughs> I but I wanted to make it funny. You went, you went with the penis, fair enough. Also stereotype, yeah? <laughs> that's the whole point. There's also, no stereotyping also, here. Also, right. Let's 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 stop with this thing of people say all stereotypes are bad. I'm pretty sure that if you're a black guy and the assumption is that you have a big penis, no black guy is thinking, Oh fuck. Oh no. I hate I hate that stereotype that we're good in bed, great dancers, we're good athletes, we've got huge yeah. penises. Cause I'm none of that, but people think that I am. Oh no. <laughs> the the woe is me. Well, I mean, maybe they might get a bit, you know, if if they only have a six-incher. Yeah, exactly. The only person that hates that stereotype <laughs> is a person with a small penis. It's not affected by it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Matt, you could definitely pick out the person with the small penis, couldn't you? Oh, I bet you've got a big one. Why do you why, why, why think that? If he gets angry, he's got a tiddler. Exactly. Size is also subjective, though, isn't it? Well, yeah. Yeah. Your penis is tiny in my hand, but then you but are huge, Asian. huge in a baby's hand. So, <laughs> oh god, we're gonna get sued, aren't we? <laughs> Only if we have a judge who doesn't understand context. Yeah, well, that's not difficult. Um, <laughs> we'll just move to Scotland and then play the podcast. Yeah, um, but, uh... but you know, it, it's this. The whole adage of, I disapprove of what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it, has been lost. Yes. People want to tailor, and, and, and it's, a, it's almost, it's a very um, authoritarian way of looking at freedom of speech. You will only say what I deem as appropriate or suitable. Yeah. And that's where we're heading to. We're getting to a point where you can't say to someone, oh, hey girl. I like your booty. Yeah. Because she might think you're being sexist or sexually harassing her. Mm. <laughs> there is a few elements of sexual harassment in that little statement there, but... No, but if, you, if, you com- if someone comes up to me, if a gay guy comes up to me and says, boy, I like what you're working with, I'd be saying... <laughs> Did it away from the deep south. Cheers, mate. Because, you know. <laughs> Do you like the Asian persuasion... Me, personally. No, that's what you'd say. All oh, right. But, you know, it's, it's again... Oh, so you've got yellow fever. Oh, that's... No, that's just jaundice, mate. <laughs> um, jaundice is uh, 
disease of the kidneys, which it's not, prevents it's not you a, from. It's not a disease. Uh, <laughs> it's not a disease. It's, it's, a, disease. A, it's, it's a it's a uh, it's a reaction to having too much bile, so it just shows that your liver's not because of properly. well, or kidneys, mm, so, liver, mm, or kidneys. Mm, look it up, liver. <laughs> we can have this discussion now. <laughs> All right, fine. It is liver. Oh, whoops. So... Maybe someone should go back to biology class. Clearly, he isn't a doctor. Thought all Asians were good at biology as well. And doctors. So... <laughs> exactly. I hate maths. So. <laughs> and you're shit at being a doctor. The worst Asian ever. <laughs> Great driver. Massive <laughs> penis. <laughs> Fucking hates chopsticks Hate and chopsticks. has so many pet dogs. It's unbelievable. <laughs> exactly. No, don't eat them either. So <laughs> free range. Oh god. I had some terrible jokes lined up then, but I, I shan't say them for fear of uh... persecution. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this 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 whole attack of free speech, and people will say, "Oh yeah, but you know," and, and I agree with people that freedom of speech. And I said to you this before. Is, is like a piece of machinery that you have to know how to operate. Yeah. Just because you have the freedom of speech, and I think we both, I think everyone agrees that if you have the freedom of speech, you shouldn't misuse it, i.e. you shouldn't just say shit for the sake of saying shit. Yeah. At the same time, you are free to say it. Just yeah. because people haven't taught you manners doesn't mean that you, you can't say what you want to say. Obviously, if you're saying something like, punch this white boy because he's white clearly yeah. that's wrong yes that's inciting violence onto someone even if you say punch this guy it's still wrong it's inciting violence it's yeah. inciting violence but even if i were to say punch this guy because he's white that's still racial incitement but even if you don't bring any my thing is bad can be objectively bad it doesn't have to be subjectively bad because of race or because of gender if you yeah. say punch this guy or punch this person it doesn't make it any worse or better than if you said punch this black guy or punch well, this white person or or if you're in that meeting just punch them yeah true true yeah true yeah so the message is clear ladies and gentlemen have context and don't be a dick but also just exercise your freedom of speech correctly. Yeah. Don't 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 tell comedians that they can't say shit because this is it, isn't it? I whenever I look on Twitter. If you go if the thing is though, if let, let me let me just interject here. If you go to a comedy club, if you go to watch Ricky Gervais in Supernatural, you know that he's gonna be a bit risque. Of course. If you're gonna get offended, don't fucking go. I went to see him for humanity and thought this is going to be risque, but fuck it. Brilliant. Best thing I ever watched. But also, you know, it, he's not inciting violence. He's not, he's laughing at everyday insecurities sometimes. He's pushing boundaries in terms of, he's not pushing boundaries in terms of racism. He's pushing boundaries in terms of people's acceptance of uncomfortable situations. The thing that I respect the most about him is um, he doesn't apologize for a joke. He stands by what he says. And I admire that. I, I think if I were in his shoes, I'd do the same. And I don't like it when comedians feel like they have to come out and apologise. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean, with to a certain degree, obviously, Kramer, 
come and apologise, mate, because yeah. you've basically just been a horrendous bigot racist. Yeah, true, true, true. Don't be a prick. I mean, the thing that also people don't realise about people like Ricky Gervais, who are very intelligent comedians, they don't say things willy-nilly. No. They... Well, he, they he says craft. in that interview, doesn't he, um, a three-minute joke will take three hours to write. Exactly. So he looks at every point of view and he makes sure that he can be, he can play on that boundary of being a bigot and being funny. And the thing is that he straddles it so well that he can actually walk away from the joke and say, I'm not going to apologize for it because this is the point of the joke. It's not about being transphobic. It's about accepting Caitlyn Jenner as a woman and therefore making fun of a stereotype. Yeah. That's he, he even he even justifies the in inverted commas the the, the dead naming. You know, oh yeah, yeah. Bruce. Uh, you yeah. know it's clever, it's very clever, and maybe stupid people just shouldn't listen. But I don't think it, it is stupid people. I think people just, for whatever reason, and I think this is a lot to do with social media and seeing videos for just three seconds or thirty seconds or whatever. People have subconsciously stopped listening to the meaning and working out because they're they're used to being fed the information. This is what you're supposed to think. This is what this means. Therefore, this is what you're supposed to think. And I think now they're getting to a point where they're so used to that mindset that they'll, they'll hear a very surface point of a joke about Caitlyn Jenner crashing into a car and think, oh, well, that's transphobic. Yeah. They don't listen to the meaning of the joke, which, if you hear it, is hilarious. Well, it's basically just um, consensual brainwashing, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's it's uh, it's not good. It's no bueno. No, no, it's bueno. But then you have, on the other hand, you have someone like Trump who says, "Oh, yeah, that was just a joke." What do you think of that? Bearing in mind that you've read a lot of his tweets. <laughs> I think when I think when anyone says ah it's just a joke it's like a backfall isn't it it's like a backstop it's something that you go to when you've dug yourself into a corner and you can't get out of it oh you know I said it's a joke did you I don't even think you know what a fucking joke is you probably completely fuck up the ones that come out of Christmas crackers it doesn't make sense to me I don't I don't I think it's just a coward's way out. I also I think, think if you have to tell someone that it's a joke, yeah, then you prob- just it probably wasn't. Bombed, haven't you? It probably wasn't. Um, yeah. So you've been on Twitter recently. Let's let's round uh, the the podcast up with with anything exciting that you saw on Twitter. I liked your I liked your tweet to Tatiana McGrave, <laughs> McGrath, McGrath, Titania McGrath. Uh, do you want to explain it? Well, I think you should do it. Well, I've asked you to do it because okay. you wrote it. So. Fine. So she put out um, uh, she put out a tweet saying um, uh, instead. Of, so it was a bit of a parody, wasn't it, of Genesis? So it was uh, it was Adam as Adam and Steve, I believe, instead of Adam and Eve. Um, I can't remember exactly. Have you got the tweet in front of you? She said something like, God made Adam and Steve, not Adam and Eve. Um, it was something like that. 
uh, and uh, and I said, um, did God make Steve out of out of Adam's penis, and then therefore make Adam the world's first transgender? <laughs> uh, anything? Anything else? No, that's it. Um, what regarding that tweet? No, no, just regarding Twitter in general. What, what what's been your latest? Oh, you know. Just just general ramblings really. Actually the most common thing I've been seeing is is about the um the cold weather in um in um the Midwest and people just basically uh poo pooing global warming. That that that's something that I've seen quite a lot of in the last couple of days. Um People saying, I think I had a bit of an argument with someone, didn't I? Um, I have to find it. I can't remember now. I do so very much, Dimitri, don't you know? Mm. <laughs> I think that's about it for Twitter Corner, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Uh, that, that was exciting. Uh, where well, where can they find us and how can they contact us? Well... They can find us obviously on Twitter because it is our main method of uh, communication at the moment with the handle of at podcast yarn. Uh, you can send us an email. Um, the only people who do are marketing companies um, and scammers. Um, but, you know, at least we've had an email. Um, that would be yarnspinnerspodcast at gmail.com. Um, Facebook, we're on there. Um, at, what, what is it? Yarn Spinners podcast, I think. Yarn Spinners one. Yarn Spinners one. Um, good, good to know we're on the ball. Uh, worst marketeers <laughs> ever. <laughs> but basically, get on Twitter. Get on Twitter. We're pretty. We're pretty uh, big on there. Also, shout out to the Soul Campbell Stan. Alex Allen, he loves it. Uh, <laughs> hope he enjoys this episode as well as our other one fan so um, <laughs> no, thank you very much guys I mean we, we've been heard about 750 times now 740 times something like that yeah it's obviously um, <laughs> someone's listening to them um, I mean I think we have a steady base it. of listeners well yeah and then hopefully you guys enjoy it and you know if sex. you have any comments please <laughs> let us know or if you want to come on the show yeah, um, I, th I think Alex was uh, was looking to come on. Well, probably not know, though. We do uh, have yeah. we we have a standard procedure for anyone who wants to come on the show. Basically, you have to take a Mensa test, um, <laughs> and if you fail, then you can come on. Then you. Can. <laughs> if you're not genius, then you're fine. Yeah. If you if you get, I think it's out of thirty questions. So if you get, I I got nineteen right. So if you get, what are the, the questions same, like? Um, they're difficult. They're not questions, as in, what do you think of the the socio-economic status of Pakistan? It's it's more number sequences. Um, so what is the next logical number? You know, and it'll be like uh, two, five, nine, um, you know, fifteen, and then you, and then there there are shape ones where you have to. Um, find what shape or what 
what logical symbol was going to f- follow next. It's all it's all logic and it's hard. So it's maths. Okay, cool. So I won't be doing that one. I will fail. <laughs> what, what do you need to get genius level? What do you need to get accepted into the Mensa club? Um, well, my my result, I got 19 out of 30. And it said, you may have a chance if you study hard to get into Mensa. And when I saw study hard, I thought, fuck off. <laughs> if I'm not getting in on merit, then uh, what's the point? If I don't get in just because my name is Tom and I'm white, then <laughs> I don't want to do it. But um, yeah, cheers for this little bonus snippet. That's fine. That's fine. Any time. Um, right. Well, this is the Iron Spinners. See you. Signing off. Peace. Peace.